Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and it's a Cubs off day as they get ready to head to Toronto. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. The show is live at high noon today. A little schedule change for you. We usually are at 120. If Even the Cubs uh, don't always play on 120. First. Cubs don't always play 120. We usually go 120 on off days today. We mixed it up. We had some scheduling issues, so we're... Live at high noon. So, guys, we're going to play, eventually, the good, the bad, the ugly. Ooh. I'm surprised that. that there's uh, no chats already because oh, the yeah. CHGO Cubs Discord is in shambles right well, now. Well, the, the chatters are trying to find us, most likely, because it's at high noon, right? So, Fair. hopefully, uh, if you've never checked out the live chat and the YouTube feed, that's the best way to enjoy what we're doing. Sign up for the CHGO Sports YouTube feed so you don't miss any episodes. If you're doing the podcast thing, give the likes, the thumbs up, all those positive reviews, and we appreciate that as well. That's the worst. Uh, way that's the best way to start the no, chat, the worst, Edward. The I agree worst. with anything Stucky says. Hashtag vibes, and it's the best way to get your uh, well, chat read. Hashtag vibes. That's my thing. It's the worst way you could have started that chat. That what a what a I'm way to a start a show. And, and let me tell you, by the way, if I seem a little on edge, it's not because the Cubs lost two out of three. We'll get to that. To the Mets, it's that I'm a little hopped up on the caffeine today. A little, I got a half a Red Bull in me, I got a venti black iced tea, and I got a, a Rice Krispie treat from the office. So I'm a little zingy right now. Okay. So if I start fading halfway through the show, just slap me in the face. Wake me up. Just slap me in the face. <laughs> this is uh, different considering the last few times I've seen you. It's obviously been for night games, and you are dragging. I mean, when right, they drag. had the rain delay on Monday, oh, I, got a little... I legit thought that Stucky was yeah. finally going to fall asleep on the couch, in which I could have then taken the picture, <laughs> tweeted it out for Still the masses, and then we could have had a viral moment. But he did not fall asleep. Still it was... hasn't happened. In my 50s, have not fallen asleep yet. Still Big of you. Big of me. Credit uh, to you. Gary says he thought he was not allowed to talk on this chat. Uh, like, you guys Gary's missed him last night. I heard the podcast, and you guys didn't see Gary last night. I didn't see Gary in the chat know. last night. And if he was, I'm sorry. Gary's that I didn't always see welcome it. to talk. We always Gary. acknowledge Gary. Big always. of us. Always welcome to talk. He's a diehard, though. So, yeah, like, sure. that, you know. Talking to Discord. We've, yeah. Talking okay. to Discord. But, it, like, we like to acknowledge the diehards in the YouTube yeah. chat. Like, oh, yeah. I, I won't lie. Right it's there. a little bit of bias. So, if you become a diehard, we'll probably read your comments. Um. Yeah. Look at McBaconator being nice, showing the love on a Thursday. Gary, go ahead and talk all you want. We may not agree, <laughs> but say your piece. Just spin it into a positive. Very nicely said. Alexander, uh, finally catching you guys live. Let's go. Alexander, welcome. We appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Uh, so you guys, 
we're so busy last night, there were a couple of super chats that we want to read mm-hmm. that people paid for that they didn't get on. So we'll yeah, we start, forgot to read them. We'll start the show with them today. I blame the host. And then we'll, we'll, we'll kind I of... I blame Braggs, our producer. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, let's do that. Blame He's Bragg. not here. Blame Braggs. I'm blaming Brick Braggs. Brick by brick, we're blaming <laughs> Braggs right now. Uh, so we'll try to blend some of these into the good, the bad, the ugly. Let's start with Joe DiGiacomo, uh, 499. Can somebody find Dansby? Did he play in the series? He was missing in action. Wow. Uh, okay, we'll get to that. Uh, Guy Finley had a $5 one. Is this crazy? This is a crazy lineup against lefties. Wisdom is hitting 195. You bench Talkman 235 against left handed starters for that. Barry Wisdom's first base mitt now. And then finally, Brennan, 499. Do you think the contract extension makes Hap nervous and affects the way he plays? Interesting idea. Uh, all right, we'll get to those, but let's play this little game of the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll start with good things from that series. And there weren't, I would assume this list should be shorter than the bad and the ugly because you lost two out of three to the lowly sure. Mets coming off the best homestand of the season, beating the Reds and the Braves. The good, the obvious one from last night, say it. You guys talked yeah. about it, right? Like that, that's a good sign, no question about it. No, that's... It's absolutely a good sign, and it's one game, and, and take from that what you want. But it's like he got, as we talked about a lot last night, like he got this break, right, this four-game break or whatever it was to, you know, try to get his confidence back, his mentals back, um, just focus on things behind the scenes without the pressure of performing in-game. I mean, it's not like it was an extended break. It was only a few games, but the – best outcome I guess would have been what happened yesterday he came back off this this mini break and was three for four with a triple and a homer like that's that's as about as good as you could have gotten for say coming off that obviously we're gonna have to see where it takes him but like you started off on the right foot right after, right. after this break so uh, that's that's a huge positive a good sign um, and obviously the Cubs hope that's a sign of things to come so we'll We'll just see, have to see where it goes. But, yeah, great game from, say, yesterday at the plate. Yeah. I'm, I Literally, I went home last night, got on my knees and prayed, please let this be the game that Sayazuki <laughs> eventually ascends because I'm tired of the slander and I'm tired of having to defend the guy and being the only one who defends the guy. People calling him a bust. People saying that he's a waste, waste of all this money when outside of two months – He's been a very good baseball player for this team. So, yes, I'm not saying I'm not. No, I'm not saying he's been perfect. No, I'm not saying that he's exceeded the expectations, uh, even in the good times. All I'm saying is that we've seen worse players, and I, I need, obviously we need to see more. We need to see what we saw last night continue. But I just I want I want to be. I want, that's one thing I want to be right about. I want to be right about Saya being a good baseball player. And so last night was a great start for him getting back on track. I think it's, uh, I said this on Monday, the most important thing for me the rest of the season is Marcus Stroman, if the, if the Cubs are going to make the postseason and make a run. Um, number two for me is probably Cody Bellinger continuing to do what he's doing because he's the most impactful player, position player on the team. Number three might be, you could argue Seiya should be in the top five for that. Like, a good Seiya Suzuki really changes this team. 
That's what we said too. Is like the ceiling that this team can have just the rest of the season, obviously. But then mm-hmm. if they if they do make the playoffs and what they could do there, um, a good say raises their ceiling more than more than anyone that has been struggling at, at times this year. Like a good say at the plate, we've seen what he can do when he's on. Like we have seen it. We saw it in May, basically all of May. We saw it at multi, really long stretches last season when Seiya Suzuki is on and seeing the ball well and has the confidence, like. The, what he adds to the lineup is you, you don't really get that from too many other guys in the lineup. Right. Obviously, he was off for a long time. His, his stats since the start of June were, are not great. But if he can find that and finish this last two months of the season as you know, more of what, what we think, say, Hazuken can be as a hitter, that does more to maybe improve the lineup than just about anything else the Cubs could do at this point. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's hitting, it changes the lineup. I'm not even saying he needs to be the 2025 home run player we hoped he was going to be going into the season because he'd beefed up in the offseason, and we all drank the Kool-Aid and thought, oh, say he's going to have a huge season, he's going to lead the team in home runs, and then spring training went wrong, the start of the season went wrong, and it just hasn't been the year he's been hoping it to be. But if he can find it the last two months of the season and have a finish sort of like he had last year, which he did bounce back, then that definitely changes. And it doesn't mean Talkman doesn't have to play. It just means Talkman's playing a different position. It means Bellinger's probably playing a different position. And the lineups look a little bit different. Max Steffen, a super chat right now, says, what am I supposed to do with no Cubs tonight? <laughs> well, just to listen to this podcast on repeat. Tell mm-hmm. a friend and just sit yeah. it, you know, just put it in your ears and play it over and over. And it'll be like listening to a game. Only not like listening to a game, but something close. Um, the spin to it also is like at least you know you can't be hurt today. Can't be hurt today. <laughs> and it's a good time to go to the CHGO locker and buy some of our new shirts. Yeah. Or maybe go to the Obvious Shirts website and buy uh, the uh, collab shirt, which we'll get to in a second. Which, by the way, another one of my goods would be the Summer of Mike Talkman, which the shirt you came up with and the saying you came up with. We'll talk about that again later in the show, but Mike Talkman is one of my goods because without Mike Talkman, the Palatine pounder, if you will, the pride of Palatine, (laughs) without him, you could have been swept by the Mets. You want to have the good, the bad, the ugly? Let me tell you, the ugly, ugly would have been being swept by the lowly Mets. So I know that one batter at the end of that game, whether it be Morrell or whether it be Hap, could have changed that into a they took two out of three. Or not giving up the home run to Alonzo could have changed it to two out of three. But, but, Talkman's the guy. Without him, you also could have been swept, and that's, yeah. that's even worse. I saw a stat on the, the X app today, as they're calling it now, that the Cubs oh, yeah, are. I hate that. What'd you say? I hate that. I, I, keep finding, I keep thinking I'm looking at the athletic when I go to the <laughs> icon on my phone. They used to call it Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw a stat that the said ta- the Cubs are 23-11 and 11 when Mike Talkman starts. It's pretty good. So, I, again, and we said this on last night's show, I don't blame last night's loss on the fact that Mike Talkman wasn't in the lineup. Morrell hit a homer. Say Suzuki had three hits, including a homer. The only thing that I, you can say, well, he probably should have been in the lineup instead of Pat Wisdom – Yes, I would 
considering where they're at in the season and how every game matters, yes, I would. I think that you can argue that Talkman should have been in the lineup instead of Patrick Wisdom. But it was going up against a lefty, and if they are going to give Patrick Wisdom his one start a week against the lefty, makes sense, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> that said, to me, he he has to be in the lineup every day. And like I said last night, like if if they're going to do the the platoon type thing with Saya for now cuz he started last night cuz they went up against a lefty, right? If they're going to do the platoon thing for now, fine. Then I expect Talkman to be in right field on Friday. I don't think the Blue Jays are throwing a lefty. If not if they're going to if they think that Saya having that game last night means that they're just going to just throw him in there and see what happens for five games or whatever, then I like Say it being the lineup can't be the reason that you don't play Talkman. I think you have yeah. to play Belly at, at first and then put Talkman in center and move Candelario to third. And if that means you're ben- benching Madrigal, then fine. Like, you're not – you're – how much – as far as defense, how much worse can it be? Candelario had one of the highest F-wars in, from, for third baseman this year before he came to the Cubs. So, like, you know, he played majority of the year at third base. I, I don't think you're losing much with Madrigal outside of just – having a quality contact bat in there, but he's a, I think, I think he's a great piece off the bench for sure. Mm-hmm. But the, if that's, again, that's, if you're going to play say a, like you just, just throw him back in there and start playing him every day. I, t- to me, you can't, you have to play, you still have to play Talkman too. Yeah. My only, my only issue is that moving gold glove caliber defense of Cody Bellinger from center field. The first Mike Talkman hasn't been a bad defender by any means, um, but he hasn't, I mean, he's graded maybe looking at the defensive stats, maybe around average to just barely above average. Whereas Bellinger has been like, we have Great. seen elite defense. <laughs> like the reads are, yes. uh, the reads feel amazing. Like balls that feel like they're in the gap. He's on it mm-hmm. right off the, right off the bat. So moving that off center field to first base, does that, does that maybe allow, I mean, that would allow you obviously to get Talkman in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You can move Candelario over to third, like you said, and then Saya. If you're getting good, Saya specifically, like yes. that allows you it's to have maybe it allows you to you know maybe have your best performing lineup in there. But then defensively, you are moving a, a an elite center field defensive guy to first base to do that. So there's also that balance of do you want, especially for a team that's built off run prevention or supposed to be, <clears throat> yeah. do you want your best defensive yes. outfielder playing first base? Yes, I do. I don't know that I do. I do because I think he's still elite at first base. I don't know what oh, the numbers sure, and the metrics tell me, but he's still elite at first. I've seen him save dozens no, that, of runs at first base. That's not the problem. And I've seen Talkman save a game in center field. Sure, but that's, but that's not what I'm saying. Is no, Overall, you're taking a, a, a gold glove center yes, fielder I know. out of the outfield and putting him at first base where the defense is not – I don't, don't want to say it's not as important, but it's, it's, it's tougher to be a, a good – defensive center fielder than it is at it's not my problem with the lineup although I saw somebody when I you know in the headline were suggesting what should we tell David Ross because every night everybody has a problem with something about the lineup of course my problem wasn't say a plane last night or anybody where anybody is I'll get to my problem with the lineup last night and it's nothing to do with Talkman either I like Talkman at center because I think you go from or or even flipping it halfway through through the game I'm okay with but I think Bellinger is A-plus in center field. I think Talkman's like a B-plus, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm willing to give up the A-plus for the B-plus to make, make the lineup go from a B-minus to a B-plus. 
Yeah. You know, like, it's a give and a take. Like, I, I get it. It definitely doesn't give you the best defensive lineup, but it does give you a slightly better offense, and I guess I'm kind That's of what I'm saying. Where willing you to go balance, with... Right? Yeah, I'm willing to add the cheese to the sandwich, even though it's going to hurt me calorie intake <laughs> and cholesterol. You know what I mean? I, like, I guess so. I like the <laughs> cheese the enough that I still want it on my sandwich, no, no matter how bad it is for me. Yeah, and that's, what, that's all I'm saying is just it's, it's going to be that balance, and that's do you want the offense with potentially just yeah just statistically worse uh, defense guess, in the outfield, or do you want the best defensive outfield you can have? Right, and maybe your lineup takes a hit because Mike Talkman's not in there. If you day. were saying Morell in center field, I would be a hundred percent against it. But because it's Talkman, who I believe is yeah. well above average in center field, I, I think I'm okay with well, with that with that and give the and other take. Thing too is sometimes like they at least. could play Talkman at DH. Yeah. But then you're taking at bats away from Christopher Morell, who's been you can't really very anyone. solid, yeah. and and then he can't and he can't play anywhere that where you feel great defensively at, at this point in the year, except for second base. But you're not going to bench Nico, and he's one of the few power guys on and the team the too. Is another guys. problem. He, he he's now tied for the most homers on the team after the home run he hit last night. So you got to have Christopher Morell. That's all I'm saying is, and again, this is all based off if Say Suzuki starts to take off. If he if he has a couple offers the next couple games that he plays then you're you're playing platoon with him the rest if, of the right if he's not turned it around that's what we talked about yesterday if he's everything. not turned it around consistently say uh then he can't be taking those kind of like the yeah, bats away from talking every day he can't yeah. be because i think Agreed. like we're saying all this uh rests on what say is able to do the rest of the year if he's having like mike talkman should not be out of the lineup uh in exchange for a bad say if say is performing right. then you make then you make that argument if say is not he probably shouldn't be taking at bats away from talkman when you consider where the cubs are at right now and they're trying to make these win now decisions you decided the rest of the season's yeah. not about development yeah, exactly. it's now about trying to and, win and, that was and by the way say is not a development guy anyways no. he's old enough he's a veteran player yeah he's well, not he's not a rookie coming up well, you're trying that, to that was get the playing whole point, time for that was a whole point behind sitting him in the first place was you're putting the wins ahead of whatever it is with Saya. You want to win every game. So if Saya's come back, and he had a great game yesterday again, but if he comes back and is just not performing consistently, then you went, you know, you got to start making those tough win-now decisions. Boy, the chat. Should we just want everybody to know that if you're not watching live and you're listening on the podcast, this is a family show. Cody is wearing pants. It just doesn't look like it sometimes. I have a driver's license. Barb, Barb, Barb said she doesn't that. even care that you're not There's wearing six pants. Inch Raging seam. Bolt. I don't know, man. Like, he's uh, he's got his tan legs and he's got his tan slash burnt burnt orange. Yeah, it's like a they kind of blend in a little bit. Like it's not as salmon as the other pair I was wearing the other day, but yeah. We jumped in the lineup thing. Mm-hmm. I have one more good from this series, and I think it's an important one. Tyone. Yes. Look at Tyone's starts, and and I know that Smiley hasn't been that guy, and we'll talk about him too, but Tyone has been that guy. And if you're looking at top five things that you want to happen here the the last two months of the season, say is in that mix, Tyone might be ahead of him, to be honest with you. Like, if I had to pick a top three, I think Tyone would be in my top three because – you need three solid starters, and For you sure. definitely need two. And so with Stroman not pitching well, Tyone's resurgence or emergence, maybe if you want, want to say, like he's never been that for the Cubs, um, pretty crucial, and he's been good. And they needed that start in a big, big way because 
obviously Smiley wasn't great on Monday as we watched, and the starting rotation had kind of been, like, struggling a little bit. And Tyone came out there Mm -hmm. and looked like the, you know, $68 million pitcher that they signed the offseason. Was it seven innings, two turn runs? Yeah. He gave up the home run to Pete Alonso, and that's like, God. Pete Alonso straight up beat the Cubs this weekend almost. (laughs) So it it was – or not this weekend, this week. But, yeah, he was a good sign. I thought Kyle Hendricks was good last night too. So, you know, hopefully – he was good enough. Yeah, he was he, good enough. He's good enough to keep you – you're halfway through the game and it's a tie game. Like, yeah. he's good enough to Again, get he you was, a he, chance at a he win. He didn't give up eight runs like he did the Braves, and he gave you five innings, and he got out of a big jam that kept you in the game. Against yes. Alonzo. Yeah. And, he, and he hit 90 miles per hour on the gun finally. Brian Hall, so yeah, yeah, I saw that. that. Happy yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. waiting to see him actually hit. When we're watching Ryan the game, hasn't been that excited in a Cubs game <laughs> since Madrigal took one to the morning track. <laughs> I know. That, he was oh, jumping off the chair. They, they, they always round up on the screen to 90, but yeah. it never actually hits 90 if you're looking at StatCast. So I get people tweeting at me, Hendricks, 90. Someone tweeted at me today, like, StatCast is wrong because Kyle hit 90 earlier in right. the game. Like, no, he didn't. He hit 90 right. on that pitch to Pete Alonso. It's like when you round up your bench total. You know, five I, pounds either way. It's okay. We still take the Can't do that. Take you at your word. Um Barb thinks I wax my body. Yeah, are you a is, waxer? Yeah, please screenshot. We gotta, we gotta Maybe put that Cody in the folder. Cody waxes because he put lifts that a lot into of the weights. Barb folder. <laughs> Cody also does not oil up before he comes into the show. Barb, no, no. Um, <laughs> as far as bad go, you know, like I said, lose. I, I listened to your podcast. I didn't catch it all of it last night, so I listened to the rest of it on the drive in in traffic, and I was like, I agree that in the greater picture, losing two out of three to the Mets. Is not the end of the world. Like we can all move on. But you didn't want to lose two or three of the match. It's bad. It's it's it, it might oh. be ugly, but it's also the bad. Cliff Floyd was mad on the post game show last night because that's a Mets team that came limping in. They just lost to the Royals. Yeah. And and you took advantage of making progress by beating the Reds and beating the Braves. And I know you could flip it, and it's still the same thing. Taking two out of three against the Mets, taking two. Out, Man, that's a Mets team that you can just pound. They just traded away a lot of their team. They have one good hitter, you know, and and two good hitters. Well, okay, they got a, they got a couple of good hitters. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't you shouldn't be losing to them if you're a playoff Indoor. team. You shouldn't be losing two out of three, and you almost almost got swept with them. But my real bad, in addition to losing two out of three, because I think it's a bigger deal than yes, we can get past it because I keep saying. Listen, the season's going to come down to one or two games. And I don't want to look back at the end of the season if I'm a Cubs fan and say, remember when we lost two out of three to the Mets? Yeah. That my, wasn't good. My The reason that I guess I wasn't in shambles. Yeah, you weren't was, weeping. Uh, listen, like, the Brewers and the Reds have lost to bad teams too. Uh, the Reds recently got swept by the Nationals. The Brewers have had bad series against mm-hmm. bad teams too. Like they almost lost two to. Remember, the remember last year when the Cubs, who were out of it and didn't have anything to play for, like they went to New York and swept the Mets, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, you know they they were the they swept the the Phillies too at the end of the year. Like I'm not. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. What I I guess from my my point of view now is that. The Mets, they, they don't have anything to play for. They're just going out there playing, doing whatever. Like, there's no pressure. There's definitely some added pressure on the Cubs to perform. 
And, and 16 straight days. Like, and they played 16 reasons, straight There are games, reasons yeah. it happened, for sure. Right. Yeah, I'm not giving – and, again, I'm not – it's not an excuse for me. It's just, like Ryan said, it happens. And you – now, to me, it feels like they need to win the series now against you Toronto. yourself back up yeah. in Toronto. And I think it's possible. It's not like the Blue Jays are, you know, the Braves or anything. Like, if, that, if the Cubs can win a series against the Braves, they can win a series against anyone in baseball. So, yeah, it's time to pick yourself back up, bounce back. You got Steel this weekend. You, uh, and then who was the other one? Uh, Assad and Assad Friday, Steel so, Saturday, tie on Sunday. I want to say tie on Sunday. Like so, two of those, at least two of those games, you got two starters that you feel confident yeah. in, and you're hoping that Assad's able to probably give you four, and then you got your bullpen that's been red hot lately, uh, finishing the game if you're in it. So, um. A- other bads from the weekend. Obviously, losing two out of three. We've hit on the lineup thing a little bit. Gary's talking about Wesneski and pitching against lefties, and I know you guys mentioned that in the podcast last night. Is that Ryan has pointed out that's why he's not necessarily big on Wesneski returning to the rotation mm-hmm. yeah. or Smiley. I was I, the same way. I understand that. Um, I think it also points out one of the flaws in the team. Another reason Wesneski had to come in and face lefties is because they weren't able to go out and get a lefty reliever to go along with lighter because you can't throw lighter every single single night. He's great against lefties. But when you got a string of lefties coming up, sooner or later you got to pitch someone who's not good against lefties, and the result is two more runs are allowed, and those two runs end up potentially costing you the game. So. And you can't throw Michael Fulmer every game either. No, so that's, that's, that's a bad in the... Well, and they ended Flaws up having for to the use, team so far. They ended up having to use Merriweather and Lighter last yeah. night, anyway, right? Like, it was and close. I, and yeah. I get it was also like the sixth inning that you, you like. Mark Ladder's probably been so good that you want to save him for later on. It didn't look Cubs like a crucial part of, of the game. It, it turned out to it be. Turned but. out to be, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was most of those guys that Wesneski was going to be up against were lefties. And do you? Is his role right now and the role you want him to be in right now a guy that can come in middle innings and get you to two scoreless or whatever, keep you in the game for sure? Um, so it's like that's obviously like context neutral. Like that's the spot you yeah. probably want Wesneski in there. But when you have – I think I actually looked and it was five of six guys coming up were could bat lefty. When you have that coming up, that's the spot that you don't want Wesneski in there, in my opinion. And you mentioned the, only the, reason the, start, you know, you mentioned the starting thing, and that's why – when people kept saying put Wesneski in there, I'm like, you can't. If a guy can't get lefties out, right? Could and you, it's not. And it's not. A, it's not a development point right yeah, now. You, you have to use him where you think he's best. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I still don't hate the actual idea of using him in that. In that's like that in particular inning. I don't either. It's more of the what Ryan said. Like, yeah, he's not. He hasn't been good against lefties, so maybe not there, but. Well, the I, it's the context, it's not, like the yeah. sixth inning, like sixth and seventh inning, if that can get you to the back end, that's great situation without context. But the context is the, the lineup coming up against him was yeah. not where you want to put him in. And right. it's the reality of the roster. It's not his. Yeah. It's not necessarily his fault or Ross's and, fault. It's the reality of the roster. You don't have another good left to reliever. And now, they maybe do want to use that Wesneski more of like the Keegan Thompson role too. And so, and he had been pitching well since coming back from Iowa and like the. Th- four appearances that he'd been, that he had made. So again, it didn't work out. You don't want him facing that many lefties for sure. Uh, 
It's one bad outing from him. I, hopefully he bounces back. I, st- I still like him in the bullpen and, and in that role coming in the fifth or sixth inning if your starter can't go deep. Here's my bad for the lineups, and I, we, we've probably beaten up the lineups, and we beat them up every day because that's the way it is, and that's what fans do, and that's what's fun about baseball. But mine isn't about Talkman not getting the start, although I agree that he should be playing every day. It's not about Saya playing because Saya needs to get right. It's not about Morrell because Morrell hit a home. Like, mine is where Bellinger is batting in the lineup. And, again, this is not – this is not a hate on Ian Happ because I know that's where a lot of it went last night. Like, Happ struck out. I knew he was going to strike out. He's bad and clutch. All of those things may be true. I just, of all the things that Joe Madden used to preach, one of the things that I loved that he brought to the Cubs franchise, and maybe it was Theo too, but one of the things that I loved was a, a thought that you were teaching an old dog new tricks in me. I love the idea of your best hitter being number two or number three because I want to see him bat more often. And so my problem with the lineup last night was that, it, the, you know, the bunting, the bunting thing is another one we'll get to, but <laughs> it, it, wasn't the, it wasn't necessarily the bunt. It wasn't that it was Hap or that it was Morrell striking out, which was tough to watch and disappointing and frustrating for all the fans. It's that it, even though he had struck out twice in the game, it's that it wasn't Bellinger. He's your star player. You've got a star player. You've got a guy you might be thinking about throwing $200 million at in the offseason. I want that guy getting an extra bat every time I can, especially when the game's on the line. So if you had done that and you had batted him second, which you wouldn't do if he was, if Talkman was leading off, you probably wouldn't go lefty lefty. But. You still could go Talkman, Nico, Bellinger batting third. And if Talkman's not leading off and he's not in the game, then I'm willing, I personally am willing to have Nico or whoever you want to have as the leadoff guy. Hap, I'm okay with Hap yeah. still as the leadoff guy. But I want Bellinger getting that extra at bat every game possible. Yeah. And last night, you had Bellinger sitting there with a bat on his shoulder with the game on the line. Well, let yep. me well, let me first say that. Hap has been the best, the Cubs' best hitter in high leverage this season. Yeah, it's it's not anti Hap at all. Like Cody Bellinger actually has not been nearly as good as Hap has been in, in those particular situations. But he has been your best player. He's been your best player overall, but I'm saying in like high leverage situations, which that was the highest leverage situation of the game. Ian Happ has been better than Cody Bunch. I'm just going to say that. I'm not saying he's a better hitter, um, but like saying having Happ up there in that situation, people saying, you know, in our Discord, we're, we're criticizing it. It's like, no, he's a, he's a pretty good hitter in that situation. He just didn't come through. But the batting third thing, I, I can agree because he's, you know, maybe he's a guy that walks a lot. His on base percentage is, top, is number 21 in baseball. Like he is very good at getting on base and for guys like Cody Bellinger or even Dansby who has who's shown a little more slug mm-hmm. lately even though this series is bad for him like he's a great hitter to have in front of those guys because he gets on base so much but when we talk about the three hole like that's where your your run run producers are right and yeah. I think we've seen with Hap that he his approach is very good in like a sense of he's not going to swing at bad pitches for the most part he's going to take his walk and all that stuff but I mean at some point maybe in that three and four hole you want guys that are 
that are willing to just swing, like, you know, that want to put the ball in play, drive in runs. Hap is comfortable taking the walk, and sometimes I'm not gonna say ever take. I'm never gonna say taking a walk hurts the team, but in situations where you can drive in runs, Hap taking a walk isn't the ideal. So, uh, the ideal outcome, I guess, is, is maybe so a way to put just, it. But but so what I'm saying is, him batting third is is it looks like it's not. It's not. It looks like it's not where he should be hitting because of his plate approach. But you said second. I could see that because then that still keeps him in front of Dansby or uh, Bellinger and Dansby, I guess, while allowing them to move back up the order. <clears throat> Chris I, Bryant batted second. Good enough for me for Bellinger to be two or third. For me, it's just like I don't know if I believe. I'm not discounting them totally about where people stack for like your run producer should be here. This guy should be here. The old school thinking of. Your run producer has to be this guy. Your on-base percentage guy has to be that. I don't know if I buy into that. I don't know if I buy 100% into clutch because I think it's just like, I don't know if guys really are more clutch or if that's just the way it works out. And we say, well, that guy's clutch because his numbers are better. But I do buy the fact that I want, if I want to have somebody have five at-bats in a game, Cody Bellinger is one of those guys that I want to have five bats in the game. Absolutely. And I, I think we've seen it, but we said it before that like Hap is a good hitter, but the role that they're asking him to play is not exactly what is his forte. I think we've, right. we've talked about that in the past. You, you, you were specifically talking about Ian Happ and high leverage, and you're right. On fan graphs, for high leverage for Ian Happ this year, 161 way runs created plus, 914 OPS, again, in high leverage. I don't necessarily know what that means other than, like, maybe late innings or a guy, like, just big moments, I guess, is what it's the moments the, the moments that are most likely to change the outcome of a game. Okay. Or have the best chance but, to do that. The difference when you just with runners in scoring position, 231, 368 on base, but 356 slug with a 101 way to runs created plus. So it's like, sure, you're right. Like he's he's gotten he's played well in moments where perhaps the game could change for sure. But also, there have been a lot of moments when you need him to get the big hit or whatever to score a run, whether it's in the ninth inning with guys on base or it's the first inning with runners on base. And to me, he hasn't been that great at it. Now, I will say in the second half of the year, like we talked last night, like he has been better in the situation in the second half of the year. I'm talking about the full year. He hasn't really been that great with runners in scoring well, position. I will add on to that. If you want to go high leverage runners in scoring position, he's got the fourth best WRC plus on the team. He's still got a 142 WRC. He, he does well in those clutch situations, whether, like you said, whether clutch Whether that's real or not. Or not, but he has done well this year. Um, but I think when you mentioned the runners in scoring position, it goes to my point of in some of those situations, you, want, you might want a guy that's just going to put the ball in play, even if he gets out to drive in a run versus Hap, who's comfortable taking a walk. Because if you got a guy on second and third with, like, one out, right, Ian Hap has been comfortable taking a walk, loads the bases, but it also – doesn't get a run in because he didn't put the ball in play, and it also sets up the opportunity for a double play, which yeah. can end the inning with no runs, right? So when you you talk about the runners in scoring position, and I'm saying, like, there's valid argument that, like, Ian Happ's plate approach in the three-hole when you might have multiple guys in scoring position and you want to just drive the runs in, maybe he's better suited to be one of those guys that's batting higher in the order and is on base for the guys that are going to yeah. drive the runs yeah, in versus I, I, the role they're asking him to play. I think my... And I've again, I've been saying this for months. Uh, I've been quiet about it lately because he's been playing well. But you know, in the first half of the year, I, I I hated seeing him in the three or the four four hole for most of the season. 
I do think he'd be better suited in the first or second spot of the lineup just based off the really good on-base percentage. Or the one time they bat him fifth and they put up 20 runs, just saying. Or maybe it was 16. I don't know. All I know is that (laughs) they put him fifth in the lineup recently and the Cubs scored a ton of runs in that game. And I agree when it comes to Bellinger. Whether it's third or second, like in this era – the teams that are playing their best players in the first or second spot in the lineup generally are really good. I mean, Ronald Acuna Ron, is, up Ronald here. Acuna yeah, is he's an example. in the MVP race, and he's the leadoff hitter. And most guys who are winning MVPs are guys who are, like, hitting in the three or four spot, driving in runs, hitting a lot of homers. And he didn't even leave the Braves, Braves with the most homers. You know what I mean? Obviously, Matt Olson is. And obviously, that lineup's a lot different, and it's very deep, and they're the Braves and all that. But that's just one example. I, I could go off other teams, too. I mean, uh, the Mariners, they lead off Julio Rodriguez. You know what I mean? He's far and away their best player. You know? I, I, I loved when all of a sudden Bryant was batting second. I thought, that's interesting. A guy with a lot of power, and it, it just – that. That makes sense to me. Your best hitters, you want up more often. So, again, and McBaconator saying you got to give the manager credit when they win and if you're going to bust them when he loses. And we, we said that the other day. Like, this team sticking together and not caving in, you've got to give Ross some of the credit for that. So I'm not busting on David Ross. I'm just saying if I was building the lineup for the next series against the Jays, I would like to see Cody Bellinger start to move yeah. up the lineup. That's all. So too. That that's all. It's mainly just because he gets more plate appearances. You need him to get more yeah, plate appearances. I just want if somebody's going to bat five times, I want it to be Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, think- we will get to our ugly here in a second, but first we want to tell you about something that's far from ugly. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You might say it's Hooters. <laughs> Your spot to catch Thanks. all the games this season. Step Absolutely. up to our plate for the world famous wings we have. Our delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches and salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials. You want beautiful, how about $6 drinks all day, every day? That is straight gorgeous. Check out the seafood specials. How about $19.83 a pound for crab legs? And great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp, too. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long and in honor of that anniversary. On the 4th of every month, Hooters is hosting throwback events, bringing back the 80s with 83-cent wings. Practically free and other great specials too. The next one coming up the beginning of September. Don't miss it. Oh, baby. 83 cent wings. I got to tell you, good food, Hooters. Great wings. Good food, great food, great wings. Oh, yeah. Did, Love Hooters here. Did you happen to watch the other night when I did that ad and I did the Luke Stuckmark 83? 83. I did my best impression. You did your best? Well, I mine's didn't. not great either. I'm impersonating somebody, too. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sometimes we, we can't go out to eat. As much as, like, if I could, I'd go to Hooters five days a week. Uh, so sometimes you like to eat at home, all right? Factor is the way to go when you do that. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome Convenient meals, guys, mm. to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal, meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track, reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? 
Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, the prepping, and cleaning up uh, while still getting the flavor and nutritional va- nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Uh, you're too busy running around during the day to think about lunch. Keep your energy up with lunch to go effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers they are ready to eat when you're on the go again no no microwave required for those so nice uh you know head to factormeals.com slash chgo cubs 50 and use code chgo cubs 50 to get 50 percent off that's code chgo cubs 50 at factormeals.com slash chgo cubs 50 uh, to get, again, 50% off. Very nice. Uh, our friend Barb, uh, the godmother of the CHGO Cubs podcast, has had a couple of great comments today. Uh, one is, wear your her? shady rays at Hooters. Oh, yeah. What did, what did you god, call her? The godmother of the god, the, god, the godmother of the CHGO Cubs podcast. We have a godmother and a godfather. Some yeah. people call her Barbie. They've made a mo- movie about her. You might, <laughs> you might know her. Barbie's definitely about Barbie. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh so thank you for that. Shady Ray's at, at Hooters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she also all right. Said let's go to Sunnyside first, and then she go said to did say go to Sunnyside first. <laughs> well, we're playing the good, the bad, the ugly because the podcast is live at high noon today on a Thursday. We did the good, we did the bad. For me, the ugly. Two things. Number one, why did they pitch to Pete Alonso ever in this series? Ever he had more RBIs than the Cubs did in the whole series. Yeah. I would have pitched around him. I mean, I, obviously, there's a time when the bases are loaded, whatever, you, you got to yeah. pitch to the guy. But I would have not pitched. I would have made anybody else on that team beat me. It's, I mean, I will say there was the one on one of his homers on Monday, his three run shot, where mm-hmm. there's two guys on, obviously. And I mean, there, there has been a situation earlier this season that I don't remember exactly what it was, but Ross was asked about like kind of loading the bases in that situation. Uh-huh. It's just like, why would you load the bases in that situation? Right. So I, so I get that. Um, but, yeah, no, it's – it's. I don't know. I guess a competitor in me wants pitchers to go at the best players, but, like, in a game where you're trying to – But the to, winner in me yeah, doesn't. Yeah, right? So I, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's, it's when, tough. When and, and I will also say, like, you saw Kyle get – when he got Alonzo out with the bases loaded yesterday in the fifth inning, the pitches were great when he – Missed to Pete Alonso. That's yeah. when Pete Alonso hit one out of the park. So it's like I think every single home run that was hit by Alonso, the the four and the three games were just like missed locations, missed spots. Yeah. If you're, and that you know it, it, it's tough, right? He's a good hitter, but if you're hitting if you're hitting your spots and your locations, maybe you get better outcomes than that. My thing yeah, is I, that like when you say why are we pitching to Pete Alonso, that's just like putting in my head. It's like oh, are you saying that we should intentionally walk him every time he comes to the plate? Barb says drill him. Okay. Well, she's the, 83. Uh, the Barry, you can give him the Barry Bonds. I just think there are very few guys in that team that I'm afraid of in the lineup. And I just, Kyle, like, Kyle, the home run Kyle gave up, Hendricks gave up, and he's, a, he's prone to, if he makes a mistake, it's a home run, you don't need to give Alonzo any help. Yeah. You could almost feel that home run coming. He's got, what, 37 yeah. home runs or something oh, like that? I, on the I guess kills the Cubs. It just really them. depends on the scenario. Like, the one he hit last night, Lindor was on first base already, and I don't even think there was an out. Are you going to put Alonzo on second ba- or on first base and move Lindor to second with no outs? I believe that was the scenario. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. 
sometimes it's just pitch better. Pitch very carefully. Well, yeah, you, but can't, you, were, can't, you can't miss the Pete Alonso. There were definitely scenarios. There were definitely scenarios where it's like, okay, maybe you should walk him. Like, but even the one he hit on Monday, it was a, the first inning. You're going to put Alonso on to... Did he hit five home runs in the series? He hit four. Four. I know first, the first Floyd one was on mad about it, too. He was like, listen, well, if there's one guy you go into the series knowing that you can't pitch to, yeah. it's, it's Alonzo. Yeah. Now, you won't have that against the Jays. they got too many guys that can hurt yeah. you. That's, just, yeah, that's, that's the, the issue. Is just, I think if, if, if you're going to pitch to Pete Alonzo, you have to not well, miss your spot. You can't yeah. miss your spot against Pete Alonzo. And I think the best scenario times. that you can ever do it is if there's a base open and that base is first base and you already have a guy on second and third and, like, if there's two outs, something like that. Like, there were multiple scenarios where there weren't even outs in the inning yet when he hit those homers. So, I I hear you. Like, yeah, he killed them, but yeah. – Brent yeah, says he got indigestion every time better. Alonso came up in the series. <laughs> I mean, Stop yeah, pitching back. Pitching bad. around him, you know, <laughs> maybe it, I think if you go back, like, everything else stays the same. Pitching around him, Cubs might win another game, maybe sweep because Alonso's not hitting all these home runs. Yeah. I, well, the thing for, is, for me, it comes down again, to if you're going to pitch better. to him, which they decided to do, yes, you can't miss your spot. You have to pitch better. Oh. You, the one, the homer yesterday, I saw the location. Kyle Hendricks' pitch that he hit out. Was literally in the middle of the plate. You think Kyle Hendricks want, wanted to do that? You think he meant to do that? Like, just can't miss. You just can't. He he missed. <laughs> That's what happened. The like, error is very low when Peter. So the the, the, the again so, the idea of like with you pitching them or not. Oh it's yeah, just like, I'm not disagreeing better. with you. I'm saying if you're gonna if you are going to pitch, to <laughs> yes, him, you which have they to. did not. So then, if you don't think you're going to, <laughs> if there's any chance you're gonna leave it over the plate. Be very, very careful. <laughs> or if you're in a Ramsey's, by the way, get behind on a guy. If you get behind on Alonzo, say it's like a 2-1 or a 3-1 count, uh-huh. and you're just like, okay, now we put him on. Like, Plunk you him. didn't give him anything. Behind. Drop him. But Barb would say to hit him, yeah. right? High and tight. So, uh, Ramsey's with a wonderful tweet in the chat saying, just started the stream 40 minutes late. So, again, I will say whatever Stucky's saying right now, I agree. Thank you. This is just free, um, free common reads right now. So, I know we, we weren't pandering. able to hit on it a ton, mm-hmm. but the Cubs have made a change in their – Rotation, we, that, that finished up our good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. But we do want to talk yep. about what's coming up against the Jays. And I just said, well, there's nobody to pitch around in the Jays because they've got a lot of bats that can hurt you. Um, and the Cubs will be throwing these three starters at that lineup, Assad, Steele, and Tyone. And that means that they are skipping Drew Smiley, who's been struggling, and they're going to try him in the bullpen for a little, little bit. We mentioned that after his last start. Like, is this the time? Is this the time for the ass man to get the start? Um, I do like the idea of Smiley being another arm in the bullpen because maybe you can, maybe in smaller doses, he will be effective. Maybe it's the second time through the lineup or the third time through the lineup. Maybe he's, maybe he's better in smaller doses. You got to find a way to get some value out of Drew Smiley. Yeah. I agree with what Ryan was saying the other day in that best-case scenario would be he figures it out and he can put him back, you know, he can be a starter. But he consistently gives you cons- a chance to he win, right? Consistently give, that gives you a chance to win. But if Tyone can pick up the slack and Stroman can get, come back, makes it a little bit easier to put him in the bullpen. Do you like the idea of these three guys getting a shot against the Jays? Uh, as far as Assad, I think he's... He pitched as well as he could have on Saturday against the Braves in that lineup. Um, 
some defense helped him out for sure. And before the start against the Braves, he had been pitching well in like the, you know, the mop up role, and you know, just giving David Ross innings when he needed it. Um, I I I like I like the idea of him moving to the rotation for now. And also, David Ross basically said too that with the off days coming up, they are this is why they're doing it, and so potentially Smiley could go back. Yeah, I I think. Going into this like stretch, especially when Strong went on the IL, mm-hmm. the ad- the idea was like we have these off days. Hopefully, Smiley's good, and we can just play with the four man rotation. I have to worry about a fifth starter. Right. Smiley being bad has obviously changed some plans, and now I think I don't expect it to be like a long like rest of season type thing. I I'm looking at the uh, the Blue Jays lineups, and like regardless, their lineups are pretty righty heavy. No, like regardless of who's on the mound, righty or lefty, at least the last week or so. Um, so it feels like it'd be a good situation to throw Hassan. Yeah. It definitely matches up better against the Blue Jays, I think, than he did the Braves, but no one matches up well against the Braves. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the idea of starting him, and I like the idea that, you know, they showed Stroman in the dugout last night, and they're talking about, you know, when's he going to come back? It's probably the most critical thing to this team, the final two months of the season or month and a half of the season. Uh, the first time he can come back, I believe, is eligible to come back, is the takeover against the White Sox. That's true. Mm. Uh, by the way, tickets available right now, all chgo.com for that Crosstown Series takeover. We've got August 16th at Wrigley Field. I heard Cody alluding to possible locations for the takeover meetup beforehand. I've heard through the grapevine that reporting it could anything. be. Not I've saying heard that specifically. it could be at almost home. <laughs> Off the record. It could be at Almost Home, which is the new bar that's across the street from Obvious Shirts. Been there a few times. Great food, great drinks, good vibes. Speaking of Obvious Shirts. Mm. Speaking of Obvious Shirts. I can tell you, I'm looking for, I am looking forward to the takeover, and I'm hoping to see, by the way, at the takeover, the Summer Mike Talkman shirt at the ballpark. Yeah, was- I'm hoping to see some of our CHGO gear at the ballpark. I'll tell you what else I'm hoping to see. Some of our regulars that are in town here that I would like to meet in person. For sure. Yeah. So, Barb, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Barbie? Are you coming out? It's on the north side. You don't have to worry about going to the south side like you're always saying in the Michael chat. Collada, the Godfather. Where are you going to be? But by the way, I was saying, Rent, you gonna be of there? obvious shirts, I was trying to segue yes. you into talking about the new Sorry. shirt. Sorry. <laughs> yes, the summer of Mike Talkman. The <laughs> shirt just, is finally here. If you didn't watch last night's show, we finally got the shirt. It's in the bottom third of the screen Shout right out. now. Shout out to It's uh, not one, it's two. Shirts. There's two, two of them. The summer yeah. of Mike Talkman shirts. 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 Plural. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if you want one, I did see Joe say on Twitter or X that. <laughs> we still call it Twitter, and it's sure. also the Sears Tower. Sure. <laughs> that I saw him say on the. To, he replied to someone. We were mentioned in it uh, that the summer of Mike Talkman shirts will be inva- available in the store next week. Oh, so if you come to the event, you can go to the obvious shirt store, get the shirt, get the summer of Mike Talkman shirt, and then walk over to Almost Home. If that's where go. it's going to be. If it, that's going to be. If that's Either way, you're be. right in Wrigleyville. Either way, yeah. you could go over to obvious shirts, get the yeah. shirt, the collab shirts. Yeah. Shirts, I should say. So I personally like the, the graphic one. The one with the, like, the summer of love look. It looks like a, the, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what to call it. 
Summer of Love, so, is that what you said? That's kind of like the like theme or whatever, based off the group. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I yeah. see that. I, that's, that's my favorite, but I also like it simple. Yeah. I also like it simple. You, so I like both I, of them. I'm telling you, this. see, what's underrated about this shirt is you, like, they, that Joe from Obvious Shirts put it in, like, the, you can get it in, like, the, like the women's shirt. You know what I mean? And so, youth. And youth. So what I'm saying is, is this is a great icebreaker for the ladies. All you got to do is buy the Summer of Mike Talkman shirt, and I'm telling you, the men will flock. They'll be like, oh, where were you for the Summer of Mike Talkman? And icebreaker. Look at Cody just, giving I'm the just, ladies I'm, advice I'm out just there. Helping, I'm just helping new relationships form day the by day now. relationship builder. You're practically yeah. uh, the new host of The Bachelor over there. Yeah, big of me. Credit to me. Man of integrity. I, I will say... That uh, Cody, by the way, if you don't know, is the one that coined the phrase the summer of Mike Talkman in a, in a drunken fit one night when he was sitting at home watching the Cubs. <laughs> he came up with that. Now, I give him and full it has credit. fire. I give him full credit for, like, everybody should be saying the summer of Mike Talkman, quote, Cody Del Mendo, <laughs> which I know Joe from Obvious Shirts did, and I heard uh, Cole Wright did on Marquee now. Sure. Um, I'm just waiting for Cody to give me credit for don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I've been which giving been you credit for that. Which he's been, which he's he been has, slinging around awfully. I have been, but I've given you plenty of credit for that. Awfully generous with uh, that. Okay. Let, <laughs> he, has, he has just been kind of saying it. All, it, all of a sudden, it's just this rolling off the tongue. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. And now everyone's going to get confused. We need the humble. Yeah, we got to humble Cody. Okay. See, this is slander. All right. <laughs> we all of us have been using that that line on here. Have I been using it more? Yeah. Yes, because uh-huh. am I looking up these numbers all the time? Fuck no. So like he's trying to take your their line. That's all I'm it's saying. All right. All right, I'm he's, make, he's trying to make it's it. It's just his. things I've noted in my journal. <laughs> wow. Right up here. Luke Stuckmar is taking a he's taking a he's taking something out of my book. He's being the grudge guy now. It's because you weren't here for so long. I he's know. like, if I just keep right. saying like, it, I keep people saying will think people it's won't my even thing. know what happened. Yeah. People will think it's my thing. No, I, I don't have, think that's ever been done in this country. I have publicly said this podcast many times that that is Luke's thing and that it's became a show thing. So, <laughs> Barb's But I can sh- stop saying it. All right. No, no, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying every once in a while, maybe just attach my name to it, but that's okay. Uh, are, you happy with, <laughs> are you happy with Strowman, the possibility that that would be the game... How about the vibes for the takeover if that's Strowman's first game back and he comes back the way, I mean, first of all, when he pitches at Wrigley, it's usually a pretty good feel. Mm-hmm. Night game, Wrigley, the CHGO crosstown takeover. Oh, yeah. Tim Anderson comes up. Barb wants him to play LL Cool J. Mama said knock you out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not encouraging that. But um, it would be fun if that was the first game he was back. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. That would be sick. I, I'm i hoping the hip thing is that it really is just the hip yeah. thing. You know what I mean? If he comes back and doesn't pitch well, then I think the Cubs are in big trouble, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It, a lot of what they Agreed. can do the rest of the year is going to ride on Stroman being more like the Marcus Stroman of the first half. Like yeah. the last, I think it's like six starts or whatever that he's had, um, have obviously not been as good as like his first th- almost three months was Cy Young caliber stuff. Um, what they can do the rest of this year is gonna is definitely gonna rest on what Stroman can do when he gets back. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think you know part of part of this was maybe a little bit of a mental break. He has been pitching like competitive ball games since the World Baseball Classic without without a break before this. So um, you know maybe a little bit more a little bit mental, um, definitely physical. He, he mentioned the hip and all that stuff, getting a cortisone shot. So 
Uh, we'll see. I, I think, you know, 15 days off. If he does come back on that day, he may they may be able to still work the rotation around to have him not come back to what would be his next start. Um, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when he does come back what he could do because we have seen a really, really good Marcus Stroman this year, and we've also seen bad Marcus Stroman this year. So we they're going to need him to be a lot closer to good Stroman. Uh, the chat says uh, it sounds like uh, maybe I'm a little jelly right now. Um, Are you? I didn't say speaking that. Speaking of jelly, I always take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I go golfing, and I will be there to tee it up at the CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill. Beautiful Cog Hill. August 25th, that's coming up too. Another big event for us uh, here at CHGO, which uh, sign up at allchgo.com, diehard discounts. Uh, we'll be teeing off at 9 a.m., 18 holes included with a cart, you get the exclusive CHGO and Pins and Aces golf towel for all players. They're going to have whole contests for us throughout the day. There's going to be giveaways, prizes, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the fun round. Again, diehard discount for that, diehard discount for the takeover, diehard discount for the Summer of Mike Talkman merch, which was brought up by Cody Del Mendo, by the way. Uh, we do podcasts and live shows every day, post-game, 20% off all the events. We're going to have a ton of takeovers coming up for bear season. I know we're going to have a big one when the Broncos are in town. The DNVR guys are going to come Rex over. Rex confirmed with me and Ryan after the show last night that we that they just locked down like the tailgate spot for week one against the Packers. Oh, it's locked down already, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, don't know where or whatever. I don't know any of the details. We had deets, a lot of fun. A lot of fun at the takeovers last year. And the ones at the beginning of the season, get on board early because those warm weather ones are priceless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are priceless takeovers. And listen, when the Broncos get here, we don't want these DNVR folks taking over. No. no, no we're happy to have not. them. We're happy to share and, and Are we? be together, be a family. But yeah. let's not be outnumbered by Broncos fans. No. Just throwing that out Bill there. Gates, we haven't even baby. started selling that yet. First, get to the golf outing. Hang out with us. We're going to have a good time on the golf course. Um, and, you know, I want to say this before somebody gets on me at the golf course. A lot of people say, if you see me in the rough, and I'm wearing my Shady Rays over there, all vibes, and I'm, you know, 50 yards off the... Maybe I'm on the other fairway. I could be. I probably will be. And you see me kicking the ball with my, my shoe. You know, a lot of times... Here's what I say to that person. They'll say to you, hey, you're only cheating yourself. What about the integrity of the game? And my response always on the golf course is, mind your own business, nerd. Get back over there. <laughs> If I want to kick the ball in the golf course, that's what I'm going to do, even at Cog Hill. So I'm just putting it out there now. If you're going to start counting yeah. strokes and penalize me for kicking the ball, bite me. That's the way it's going to be. Mind, Mind your, your own, own business. business. Be Nerd. Better. Nerd. <laughs> All right. Okay? I'm just throwing that out there. Let them right. know, Stuck. Let so them know. We're going to be out there. I, ho- I want to hope we've got to get a lot of people out there. That could be a lot of fun. Bragg's told me a lot of people. He's bringing a lot of people. I got my best friend from high school is coming out, so nice. we're going to tee it up together. Um, if you need a cart driver, I can, I can help well, you Well, that's out, what I think. I'm thinking. I got a couple spots on the foursome. Or okay. maybe, you know, Gary shows up, and Gary's golfing with me. There you go. I'd like to golf with – I would like to golf – this is nothing against, you know, the Bears chat or the Sox chat or the Blackhawks chat. I'd like to golf with somebody from the Cubs chat. So show us you're a diehard. Show, show up to one of these events. Let's have some fun. Throw back some For Goose sure. Islands. Maybe a beer bat or two. Um, did, by the way, spe- speaking of the Mike Talkman shirt. Yeah. Shirts, excuse me, plural shirts. again. 
Yep. Uh, the collab with Obvious Shirts. Did you hear Don, Danny Rocket sing the yes. song, The Summer of Mike Talkman, The Summer of 69 from Brian Adams? Yeah. I, I don't think we can play it here because we'll probably get in trouble on YouTube for. It's great, though. Yeah. Let's go. Go to Twitter. Twitter Danny Rocket tweeted it. I retweeted it's it last Instagram. night. Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, it's good. Good I won't lie. I listened to it while laying in bed last night. Like Cody at least, at least Cody fell asleep to it. It's just like at least machine. five times. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and you came <laughs> yeah. up with the same I was the Wolverine <laughs> meme, like watching Danny Rockets, like just with your phone in your hand uh, <laughs> last night. Yes, I I was that. I was Wolverine. Yes. Uh, well, I, it was that. There were I thought maybe there was something else. I, that was definitely like. That we, he literally tweeted that video out maybe 15 minutes before the shirts actually dropped. Nice. And he didn't even know that we were dropping the shirts. Unbelievable. Yeah. What a guy. Great yeah. timing. Uh, real quick, before we go, the summer of Mike Talkman, right? Mm-hmm. It got me to thinking this morning, who are the other unexpected stars of seasons past? Like, nobody's... You might have expected Talkman to make the roster in spring training because he was good. Maybe you thought he was going to have a couple games for the Cubs. Nobody expected him to have a T-shirt with two months left in the season, right? Yeah. So the summer of Mike Talkman. How about, for me, I think back to like 2009, the summer of Jake Fox. Every time Jake Fox came up, I thought he's going to hit a home run. Look at this beer league guy. Uh, Jake Fox is one for me. Yeah. Do you have another Cubs player? I think back to the last two months of 2021, Frank Schwindel. Uh, Why? Because I was working for MLB.com at the mm-hmm. time, doing a lot of Cubs games, and had Frank Schwindel not had that last two months that he had, I don't know what I would have written about. It felt like right. every time I was on the Cubs that last two months of the year, Frank Schwindel did something that gave me something to write about. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done if not for Frank Schwindel. So <laughs> there's there's that. Well, the April of Patrick Wisdom could have been a shirt. The April of Patrick Wisdom. What about the summer of Tony Campana, guys? Oh, the God. summer of Tony Campana was one to remember. When he hit the – we just recently had the anniversary of his one career homer, which was an inside the parker at beautiful historic Wrigley yeah. Field. <laughs> also, his dad went to the Harvard of the Midwest, so I'm a little biased. Summer Reed but, Johnson. Oh, yeah, Summer Reed, Reed Johnson. Johnson was yeah. a good one. Yeah. What about uh, uh, the Summer of Brian LaHare? <laughs> summer of Maybe all star team. I'm sorry. The Summer Lahair. of All Star Brian LaHare. <laughs> the first the Summer of All Star Ron Coomer. <laughs> Coom. Coom dog. Uh, the Summer. I'm trying to think of like more from like the 2012 to 2014 like era. Coughlin. The Summer. The Summer. The summer of, of the Riot. There were there were the several riot. summers of yeah. Ryan Terrio. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The Summer of Riot and and Fontenot. Mm-hmm. What about the when, uh, What about the year of Darwin Barney? The one he won a glove. He's like the best yeah. second defensive second baseman in baseball or whatever. Didn't yeah. come in an air for like however many straight games. He was trying to get into time. ownership for baseball, so I'm not like like buying a whole team, but I think he was trying to like buy a minor league team or something. Interesting. <laughs> any uh, Any others you can think of? Uh, not off the top of my head. You said Arb says Kenny Hobbs. I Mike. The summer of Mike Vale when I was a kid, he used to pinch hit, and I thought that he was the greatest. The summer Some, of Sammy obviously is you sure. know. Summer of Luis Valbuena, great bat, bat flips. R. Summer R. of Jake Arrieta. Oh, but he was, you know what? He was more, I guess he was unexpected. You it never expected that to be like that. You didn't expect yeah. him, to, well, definitely halfway through the year, you didn't expect him to win the Cy Young. Like he was that, no. <laughs> that good in the second half that he kind of locked it down. I, I think that's a good one right there. That's, that's a pretty good list. Uh, Look at so us. Springsteen's again tonight at Wrigley. Is that right? Apparently. Apparently a handful of people from here are going. Uh, yeah, I think Bruce. I heard Herb say that. Just know that when you're there listening to the boss, remember, 
He's not as good as Bon Jovi. God. Ooh, wow. uh, Someone clipped that, sent it to Corey. Oh, wow. <laughs> just remember, okay. just Corey remember, will go off. while the boss is great, he's no John Bon Jovi. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about Pins and Aces, you. Ryan. Pins and Aces, as you ask Luke, is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Not mentioned there, they also have really nice Hawaiian shirts. So if you want to take after me yeah. and wear a Hawaiians, Pins and Aces got, a, got some good ones. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Again, code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. Yeah, go check it out. Good stuff. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody that's going to listen on the podcast. Uh, Corey and Brennan will have a podcast for you coming up on Sunday live after the series finale against the Blue Jays. Uh, Dan Plezak will join us on Monday from MLB Network. And then we have the White Sox on Tuesday, the takeover on Wednesday. It's going to be a good time. Ewax says the summer of Matt Caesar. Uh, Gary says the summer of Hesop Choi. Again, mm. uh, Choi. just remember, in the words of Bon Jovi, oh, we're halfway there. We're living on a prayer. And have a nice day. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. <laughs> Until the next time, fly the W. Bon Jovi, better than Springsteen. See you later. <laughs>